Big Pharma's a bunch of whale shit. This is Trauma Sports. What are we doing, guys? What's happening right now? What is this? You tell me. <laughs> Shakespeare Shitstorm is a modern take on the Shakespeare classic, The Tempest. And um, we are here to talk about little, you know, talk a little about that movie that we saw. This did not come organically, but this came from one of our longest time listeners. We'll call him Noah FM. Yes. Josh, say some nice things about Noah FM. We love the man. Okay. We seem trite if we talk about fans and stuff like that. But honestly, there was a time in early spoilers, Pap, where Noah might have been our only fan. (laughs) Our only fan. We would see Noah FN pop up on SoundCloud, and it would be like, one dude kind of likes listening to us. This this is going to sustain us for a while. I assumed he was a bot until he left a comment <laughs> on an old episode one day, and I remember Too the good to be true. just being like, holy shit, Noah's real, and like us all partying, like, oh, someone actually likes this podcast. Like, Noah, first of all, we love you. Thank you for reaching out to us. Um, I hope you're Noah FM. Is that confirmed, actually? Do we know? We got a pretty good idea. All right. We're pretty sure. You sent us this email, Noah. Hey, now, spoilers team. See? That's how you know. That's how, Yeah, <laughs> that's how you know. Hey, now. <laughs> hey, now. Hey, now. Spoilers team. Greetings from Tromaville. We are reaching out to you today regarding hashtag Shakespeare's Shitstorm, the new film from legendary filmmaker Lloyd Kaufman. Kaufman delivers his most ambitious endeavor in his 50 years of making movies of the future. Hashtag Shakespeare's Shitstorm tackles Big Pharma, reference in the opening spoiler, addiction, and the intolerance of social media. This no-holds-barred... Ooh. Retelling of Shakespeare's The Tempest <laughs> is the culmination of Kaufman's iconic career and marks the final film at his helm. Listen, I'd never seen a Lloyd Kaufman movie before. I'd never heard of Shakespeare shitstorm before. But Noah, because of that hey now, and because you've supported us for so many years, <laughs> we're waiving the Patreon requirement for you and here to cover Shakespeare's shitstorm. Opening question for the guys have you ever been on a boat stevie let's start with you uh, what kind of boat pap have been on several what kind are you talking here this is where you pick the kind of boat you think would be most interesting to talk about boat boat story um like boat to the back of the boat a boat that sank Ooh. um let's see here or maybe you've oh. never been on a boat and that would I've be interesting. I've been on numerous boats. Um, I will say this: it's not even a funny story, but I was on a cruise ship for my honeymoon, and let me tell you, you can get seasick real quick on those things. I did not mm. realize how seasick I would get, and my wife and I spent like our first day just trying not to hawk, like while the ship was just jumping all over the place. Are you a believer in those bracelet things? We got those in Kyrgyz, so yes. Really? Yep, I will swear by those things. Interesting. Wait, what are they? They're like these like elastic bands with a 
a healing like crystal on it. No, they're like a pressure point part that goes on your wrist. And uh, yeah, it healed us right up. We're those the entire time. Never took them off. I've never been on a cruise. <laughs> I'm terrified of seasickness. I can't ride a Porsche swing without getting well, dizzy. That, that's why you gotta get those bands, Pap. Get those. You'll be good to go. I'll band up on all four appendages. <laughs> I'm ready to go. Um, this is Pappy. I have been on a boat. I remember going on a rowboat with my dad and we were in an older little rowboat that had been in our backyard for a while and I, I'll never forget the day the boat started to sink and <laughs> we were in the middle of the lake and as a young man I was responsible for taking like a bucket that we had that was previously holding minnows and scooping the water out of the boat and dumping it over the side while my dad who's not much older than I am now feverishly rowed back to shore i just remember <laughs> thinking about like what a day that was like and it was fun like I, I i look back on it fondly it was just like a silly crazy like yep keep keep bailing us out son there you go happy roll your boat ashore yeah i remember being like faster faster i'm like he's like i'm going as fast as i can and, and like anyone who's ever rowed anything that's fucking hard work too and to do it to be saving your son's life like you know Maybe my dad saved my life that day. <laughs> Who knows? But Josh, you ever been on a boat? Been on a lot of boats. So this gives me the opportunity, like you said, to just pick out the best boat story, right? Yep. Because <laughs> I've been on a cruise once. And Steve, don't people consider cruises like kind of evil now with like climate change sort of like pollution? They're like really bad. Well, first off, Steve is my father, but myself is Stevie. I will say, um, yeah, they're probably not. Cool. Did I say Steve? Yeah, oh, rare slip. Okay, Got a big Stevie, dumb movie on the brain. My mistake. No, I. Let me tell you, but um, yeah, I don't think they're the greatest for the environment. I can't imagine they are. Yeah, that was just a side note. I guess one. I would love but... to go on a cruise. Maybe <laughs> not in the COVID times, but they are a lot of fun. There's a quick anecdote about. Jordan and I on a family boat taking it out to his soon-to-be wife's parents' lake, and it's starting to sink with them on Ooh. it. But today, but today I'm going to focus on uh, when I was in third grade, I was in summer school class, and my parents were the teachers, and we got to go on a canoeing trip. Canoe counts as a boat, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and my dad's boat hit this one part that got kind of rapid suddenly and there's like a tree down and it was kind of a dangerous situation and their boat got tipped right so there's a third grader who's in my grade and his name is ryan and he has a life jacket and then there's smart man a kid there's a kid a couple grades older whose name is john who does not have a life jacket and Mm. neither of them are strong swimmers and the boat turns over, and my dad goes... This all comes from my dad telling me about the story. But the boat flipped over. He gets up to the surf and is surface and is just panicking. Like, where are the kids? And his vision clears, and he sees them hanging from the tree that was downed, like, creating the rapids. They're both, like, hanging from branches on it, right? Just hanging on for dear life. Mm. <laughs> and close to him like he's able to kind of swim up current and grab onto it and start moving and ryan is closer to him but he's on a thicker branch and he has a life jacket so he has to bypass one kid 
to go get the other kid who's in danger. <laughs> and meanwhile, you know, both kids want to be saved as soon as possible. Oh my God. Which kid did they so, pick? The one with the life jacket or the one without the life jacket? He had to go with the one without the life jacket first. Mm, but pays I guess. not to wear your life jacket, kids. <laughs> no. Lesson learned. They were both saved, and luckily it's something that we can laugh about to this day, but they... It was a pretty big deal. Like, they lost all their stuff, and they had to hitchhike back to, like, the start, and everyone was waiting on them, wondering what happened and stuff, but pretty great boat experience path. Dude, especially... Go ahead, CV, yeah. Tell a story, not about myself, but about a celebrity encounter with a boat? Yeah. The boat was a celebrity, or there was a celebrity on the boat? There was a celebrity on the boat. Wait, Pap, did you have something to say about that story? Yeah. I felt like you had just a quick question or something. I was just going to say, if you ever flipped over a boat in the late 2000 teens to now, it's a fucking pain. You lose your cell phone, your wallet, your keys. It's scary when that happens. It wasn't worth lingering on. That's why I want to hear about Stevie's celebrity boat. That yeah, let's had. get back to that as soon as possible. The little tugboat. Um, uh, the Titanic. Which celebrity boat no, was it? Uh, my father has a boat in um, Bay Harbor, Michigan. And, Does it have um, a name, the boat? Oh, I don't want to give that away, but if it... Yeah, it's probably not right. probably updated it by now. But um, at least he did have a boat in Bay Harbor, Michigan. I think he sold it. But at a, a certain time, <laughs> um, there was a... Um, I won't say his name, but he was maybe from Detroit, maybe had a chip on his shoulder. Barry Sanders? Uh, no, maybe, you know, um, at one point had electric blonde hair and referred to himself not by his name, uh, possibly named after a candy and was a rapper. Um, oh. But he was on a multi, I mean, this thing had to be $1 million, $2 million boat. And couldn't pull it out of the dock. This was like something that maybe he visited like once or twice a year. And flooded the engines, couldn't pull it out of the dock, and walked away. Never to be seen again. Once you get to that level of wealth, pay someone to drive your million dollar boat. Other people tried to. No one on the team could get it done. The reason I ask of boats is Shakespeare's Shitstorm is loosely based on The Tempest, a work from the Bard, which I am not familiar with at all. Never read it. Don't know anything beyond the Wikipedia summary that I read. I'm assuming, Josh and Stevie, you're well-versed in The Tempest, right, both of you? Well-versed. Versed? <laughs> well-versed <laughs> to versed. Um, Josh... What is the story of Shakespeare shitstorm? Like references to the Tempest aside, what 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 is the basic plot here? Because this is, like I said, we would not be doing this movie if it wasn't for the years of loyalty from Noah, which we've received. Yeah. So the premise of the story is that um, the main character wants to take revenge on the pharmaceutical greater vey. <laughs> Is that a fair way to say it? Yeah. With, yeah. It's, he has a specific grudge against his former company, but within that, 
it's pretty clear that Lloyd Kaufman's not a fan of Big Pharma. Yeah, and even here on the Wikipedia page, it says, in a crude parody of William Shakespeare's The Tempest, Prospero, who's actually played by Lloyd Kaufman, lures a boatload of pharmaceutical executives to Tromaville, New Jersey. I wonder how this goodly creature is now here. How beauteous mankind is, oh brave new world that has such people in All these years I've been planning my revenge against Avon Mart and all the world. We don't care about these people's well-being. We just want to get them hooked and sky high. And then have them repeat until they up and die. It's time to fuck shit up. Such heavenly touches never touched earthly faces. Social justice warriors come out to suck my balls. Violent delights have violent ends. Here's Crossbow! <laughs> Along the way, I think there's a heavy emphasis on the word. What did you say? Uh, crude? Was that the word that you had? Um, yes. Stevie, what's a Lloyd Kaufman movie like? You've seen a couple, which is 100% more than me. I've only seen this. Um. What's the all about? It's B-movie schlock. Let's put it that way. It's being very kind. It's uncomfortable. You can feel claustrophobic at times. It's grimy. Um, I'd say anybody who wants to get into Lloyd Kaufman films, start with Toxic Avenger. That's probably his most well-known and best-received one. Um, And it kind of has that really nice 80s feel to it, but like a lower-budget 80s feel. Um, yeah, it's just B-movie schlock. You know what it kind of reminds me of here, Pappy, hmm. is one of those more gross-outy South Park episodes, right? Definitely. It's got kind of a political message that's kind of high level, but in the meantime, it's literally full of fart and green goo jokes <laughs> and cum-, cum jokes and stuff. There's a point... At which a couple of killer whales fly or jump over the boat and shit gallons and gallons of whale shit onto the snowflakes who run the Twitter account for um, Safe Spacia. I think that's the name of the pharmaceutical company. Or is Um, that the name of the pill? I don't. I'm not 100% sure. They might be one and the same, but there's so much poop. Gotcha. Where it's like the whales <laughs> couldn't physically be jumping for this long. It will cut to other parts of the story and cut back to the poop. D- what did you guys have a funniest moment? Did it? Did anything work really well for you? I do love whales, <laughs> <laughs> and huh. I will say it was a very unique thing. Like just to spell it out, because I 
one thing we talked about, right, guys, is like this is going to be a pretty tough pod for us because we really have to spell out and illustrate what happens in the movie. Because right now it's just a link with a password, right? Not available to any of our listeners. But you get the feel for what kind of movie this is because the whales surround the boat. Like 12 orca whales start jumping over and shitting on boats. <laughs> it's very surreal. Um,. I think the the whales, it's not like the, you know, this is a lower budget movie. It's not like top notch CGI or anything. It's kind of green screen cut out. And then there's these close ups of like the orifice just pouring out brown liquid. And then there's close ups of the people on the boat's faces getting drenched with like mud mixed with like Lucky Charms sort of looking real bad stuff, man. I would say that, like a South Park episode, though, Lloyd Kaufman isn't just shitting for shitting's sake. Lloyd Kaufman has an axe to grind with, you know, Safe Spacia is a rip or a riff on Safe Spaces, right? He's not a fan of the online, um, I, I guess you could call it maybe cancel culture. I think he's specifically speaking out against here. Which is a Social rough look. Social justice warriors. I'm not going to lie. It's a little bit of a rough look, though, when you have Ron Jeremy in your movie. Still. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's not the best. Stevie, what other political messages did you take away from the movie? So we're, we're, he's against the sort cancel of culture. Cancel culture. Element. Hey, and that's a fair question, too, because this movie is a lot of that's a lot of the content, I think, to be honest. I mean, to me, it is. It's definitely art. You know what I mean? Because as crude as it is, he is saying what he wants to say. You know what I mean? Sure. Saying it pretty explicitly. And I'm just saying for the listener, that sounds like kind of a highbrow question for us. Like, what are his politics in the movie? But it's fair for Stevie to answer this. I hope he does. Because it's very explicit and I think important to the movie. Yeah, it's a lot of, you know, anti-woke, anti-cancel culture anti-SJW, um, labeling of people is anti, um, there's a lot of, um, comedy is like, it's it, almost like it wants to say comedy is, you know, being canceled now. It's kind of, um, how do you put it? Like old man yells at clouds take of things. Um, and it's in abundance <laughs> and, Sometimes in movies can get witty where they show things and they don't tell. And this movie happens, you know, it is art, like Pap said, happens to tell a lot. One of my lasting images, Stevie, of this movie is just Lloyd Kaufman's face, like spiking the camera talking, right? He's just talking right to the camera for a Mm -hmm. solid percentage of the movie, for sure. I think that's where we get the thesis of the movie, right? Because I would say what Lloyd Kaufman is trying to say is that the biggest sort of drag detriment on society right now is the pharmaceutical industry, right? That's who he's really lampooning. And then by proxy with the end where he's like, listen, I'm all of these things embodied. He's being embraced by the social justice crowd. He's like, this whole thing is like a distraction from this greater evil. That's kind of what I took away from it. 
what are you saying? Like all the uh, petty things in the movie that the SJ dubs are pissed about really pale in comparison to like the population being turned into mutants from the green cocaine. Well, here, here, are we skipping okay. too far ahead for the no, listener? No. Well, listen, there's green cocaine. There's green cocaine. It's part of the, it's called Tempest, I think. Right. So it's, it's part of Prospero's plot to extract revenge on his family is this green cocaine. But here's my problem with it in terms of the criticism of SJWs. It's like this movie feels like, it's written from the perspective of someone who's terminally online. You know what I mean? Like even calling it hashtag Shakespeare's shitstorm. If you spend enough time on Twitter, you're going to find the craziest people who have ever lived saying crazy things. And we just did like a, an episode about the Will Smith slap. And I talked about a couple takes that we saw from there. They're just so far out in left field. Like I would be more interested and I'm more drawn to, the lampooning of big pharma in this who like literally there's no one in the world who should like big pharma outside of people who work for those companies. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, I I didn't connect as much with the anti-social justice warrior stuff. I thought it was a little bit on the nose. It was on the nose. Um, where do you stand on cancel culture, Stevie? Where do I stand on it? You think it's gone too far? Um, I think cancel culture only goes as far as people will let it. And by the people, I mean the people that are being canceled. You know? Some people just I seem mean, to be Teflon when it comes to s- it, right? Some, yeah. I mean, look at J.K. Rowling. As much as a big a piece of shit as she is, you know, and she was House Slytherin from the day she was born, um, you know, she's doing just fine. I think she has a movie coming out in like three, two weeks. Putin's referencing her. Her I mean, yeah, Russian book the, sales are through the roof. Yeah, she's one of the well. great you know, murderous dictators you've ever seen in our lifetime is praising her. So, God, I, I mean, it only goes as far as like people will let it go. I mean, look at Dave Chappelle. I mean, he's been trying to be canceled a thousand times. He's doing just fine. Look at Joe Rogan. He's doing just fine. Like people that if you don't really embrace it, it only goes as far as, you know, you let you let people take it. I tend to agree. I think it depends how personal it is too. like with, Louis C.K., when it stuff came out about him, it was almost like revealed that like this dude has like kind of a mental illness. So shit's not as funny anymore in that light, right? But uh who's Seems the, a little darker. Who's the actor who like also did did weird stuff? Uh short guy. He has the stories about Kanye listening to his own oh, music. Um yeah. Uh I can't think of his name. Aziz. Yeah. yeah. When Aziz was, quote, canceled, like, I don't know. That was kind of a turning point, right? When people realized, like, okay, like, this is really a case-by-case basis sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys believe in canceling? Do you, Pap? Like, what's your take? I think that every single publicly traded company has what's called a fiduciary legal duty to look at all of their employees, including talent, in a cost-benefit analysis perspective. 100%. And if the company thinks that you've said crazy enough shit where you're going to start costing the company money and not producing the company money, that's when the tipping point is. And and like, I, I think that 
I'm not a big fan of Twitter. I, I've gone through various addiction periods of Twitter where I've literally <laughs> been like addicted to it. And it's just, there's just everything on there. And, and you see a lot of like um, reaction videos or like quote tweets. A lot of it focuses on the craziest of the crazy people on Twitter, right? And you can, if you dig far enough, you can find somebody who literally believes anything. And I, I don't find a lot of use in focusing on those people like it seems like lloyd kaufman has done in this you know what i think pap yeah like i'm not a big believer in cancel culture but the people that are a part of that imagine video they deserve to be canceled yeah fuck that's those like guys. one of the craziest things literally one of the craziest things i've ever seen in my life if anybody deserves to be canceled it's those people that were ever a part of that i wish there was some lampooning of that in here um That'd be nice. There's a love story, Josh. Do you want to talk about the love story between, I think his name's Ferdinand, right? And the blind woman? Ferdinand and Miranda. Miranda. Correct. Yeah. You are well-versed in The Tempest. (laughs) Well-versed. Ferdinand spends his days and nights being jealous of his dad and trying to get his dad to do less nefarious things um his dad is going off the wall right pappy like could you just quickly name three or four things that his dad does on a regular basis in this movie ferdinand's dad um on a regular basis real quick cocaine groping women um talking about exploiting the public by getting them addicted to pharmaceuticals (laughs) (laughs) great so his arc is that he needs to realize like he doesn't have to live in the shadow. He needs to quit this pharmaceutical company because it's evil. And it, he finally does at the end. But within there, him and Miranda find each other. Um, you can tell they're going to be love interests because they're the only probably like 20 somethings in this movie. It seems like they're very... Stevie, did you get that feeling like the casting, like these were the two youngins? Because I don't think they're leaving two. Actually, there's like two three-year-olds on set. <laughs> but besides oh, besides that. The one gets covered in blood from her mom's suicide. Yeah. <laughs> Tad dark. Rough stuff, rough stuff. <laughs> did you find, uh, I, I got Stevie, yeah. Did you find them to be like a good match besides just like the age factor? Yeah, I thought they had decent chemistry. I mean... As far as like this movie goes, I thought, you know, they were a nice match and had decent chemistry. Like, you know, I wasn't like, you know, how I put this, wasn't rolling my eyes or anything every time they came on screen. They had a lot of screen time together. I enjoyed it. I think Lloyd asked them to do quite a bit, but including, like, honestly, they're singing. I think some of it's lip sync, but there's like musical numbers in here. There's a lot of gross out stuff in here. There's love making scenes in here. It's everything the Tempest has. Miranda spends good chunks kind of naked too a little later on in the film. I'm glad you brought that up, Josh. You specifically said before the podcast started, let's not talk about the use of bags. <laughs> let's talk about the use of bags. Um <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of bags. I, I I would argue there's almost more scenes containing a nipple than don't contain a nipple. Um, 
For those that are a fan of measurements out there, um, there's a bushel of bags in this movie. Yeah, a bushel, uh, a murder of bags, a pod of bags. Just, <laughs> just bags, though, guys? Just bags? Stevie? Some dick, too. Is there real penis, or is it just the, the cock with a cock? Do we see there's any more than dong? that. We do see dong? Well, they might be fake, but there's lots and lots more besides oh, that fake yeah, one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where would you rank these dongs, Josh, on a Vigo Mortensen scale? They're mostly no dogs. <laughs> I don't know what. <laughs> no dongs? No dogs. <laughs> How do I put this? The amount of like nudity in this movie and the amount of positioning in this movie. Um, like I just call it like I see it. Uh, Pap, remember like those late night HBO and like Max movies that would play like two in the morning when we were younger? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. This kind of felt like that. Real sex. Especially. The show. Yeah, especially with like what the- What was it uh, called, Pap? Real sex. Real sex. It's on <laughs> HBO. Uh, this kind of felt like that, especially with like the daughter and like her boyfriend thing where it just goes on a long time. Like a lot of simulation there. To be fair, they, you know, they're aware of it. I think there's even a screen that says like two hours later, and it's like <laughs> still happening or something. So, that's a so. from SpongeBob, <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> but they do have that in this. I, I do want to talk too about the conclusion here with Prospero, and like we said, this movie is very specifically on the nose. Stevie, what do you think Lloyd Kaufman's saying when he creates like the perfect human with all and it's like it's supposed to be super offensive, right? He's he's going there with everything. You know what I mean? Everything, right? When it comes to like sex, race, everything. All like, like every racial stereotype. He's explicitly saying, you know what I mean? And, and earlier in the movie he has a character who is a, a critic, and he sort of shows us audience what he thinks about her <laughs> and her input, who's oh, critical man. of all these things. But the 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 perfect man, to quote <sighs> Alexander Cooper, uh, what would you? Say about what that? is the perfect man? <laughs> um, <laughs> listen. You don't know what movies we're talking about, and it's okay, listeners, at this point. You're yeah, not- believe me, these, this is deep. This is meta-spoilers. Oh, man. Um, Any classical film fan would recognize the perfect man. <laughs> what is Alex the perfect Cooper's man oh, now? You like movies? Name five Alexander Cooper movies. Go. <laughs> they wouldn't recognize it. It's made in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you both. <laughs> not um, a Patreon. Alexander Cooper. No, he's not that. a Let's Patreon. Pray. Not a Patreon. No. Um, yeah, this seems like, once again, a very uh, old man yells at clouds bit. And reminds me very much of one of our, one of our current senators from Texas, uh, whose jackass name is Ted Cruz. His jackass which, name. <laughs> that jackass person um, asked a question during the uh, Supreme Court confirmation hearings where he literally asked 
you know, the nominee, who is the most, I guess you could say, um, accomplished person ever, you know, in a long time to be offered this up, asked her, you know, is it legal if I decide I want to be Chinese for an hour? And what Lloyd Kaufman did here reminds me very much of that. Here's the thing. I'm a huge fan of 1990s Howard Stern. And I would guess that for people my age and younger, I'm in like the 99.99999th percentile, if not the most listened to 90s Howard Stern who's ever lived. And if you want to get into 90s Howard Stern, all of his videos are on YouTube. Now, when you listen back, there's some pretty racist, sexist stuff that he says. The difference being, and maybe this is just my own biases coming in, but the difference being is that when you have a governing body like the FCC literally dictating what can and can't be said on major communication channels, the only major communication channels which exist, mind you, like the radio, there's not social media. NBC. So, (laughs) great private parts reference. That feels noble. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because you you are literally pushing, hey, the government's saying, I can't say this. I'm going to say it. I don't know what edgy humor reads like to Gen Z who grew up where people were just saying, you know, like the N-word on Xbox Live constantly. You know what I mean? Like to see things that you don't see in other outlets, I don't know if that hits younger people the same way it does older people. Josh, you're an older person than Stevie and I. Do you you understand what I'm trying to get at here? I do, but how does that make sense in in reference to this movie, though? I just feel like... Can you finish your point a little bit? The edginess just doesn't hit for me because I've seen so much at this point. You know what I mean? Like, I've been on the internet. I've seen everything. To make a joke like... I mean, there's literally a joke that says I have the penis and basketball skills of a black man. You know what I mean? And like, I'm trying to be super generous to Lloyd Kaufman, but I'm not familiar with his work at all and and assume that he's not racist and that this joke (coughs) is a lampooning of this joke is him trying to say the most extreme things that like that's the most generous interpretation i could give this right that he's just trying to be like everyone's saying we can't say these things i'm gonna say things at the edge and over the edge because i can right Mm -hmm. but i don't know if that works for me now when i can just go on 4chan and see the exact same jokes (laughs) with people who are making them unironically yeah and i guess for me just to go a little bit deeper personally like i don't spend much time thinking about the crimes of cancel culture and how many awesome jokes would be floating around if it weren't for like SJWs on Twitter shooting them down or something. You could never make this movie today <laughs> in 2022. Let me tell you. Oh, I hate that so you much. Could never make this movie. But I do think, Pat, there's a niche out there for people that, like the tagline for this movie I read earlier. The tagline on IMDb is in a crude parody of William Shakespeare's The Tempest. Prospero lures a boatload of pharmaceutical executives to Tromaville or to Tromaville, New Jersey. Alternately, I would say the tagline could be, this is what happens 
when in, <laughs> this is what happens when someone tries to be as controversial as possible within one film. Yes. Right. Right. Controversy for controversy's sake. That's probably what I was trying to get at earlier. But I will toss this to Stevie too a little bit. I think there's a reference in it about how for its time, Shakespeare and the Tempest was a edgy. little edgy, nude and crude too. Mm-hmm. Is there some truth to that? I mean, I don't know what society was like in the 1600s. So I really can't comment on how it was received or not. Do you think um, Shakespeare was one guy or multiple guys or a different guy, Stevie? <sighs> you want to do it on this pod of all of yeah, them? Yeah, just super, super quick. Just multiple. What's your multiple? Okay. Yes, I think it was a troop. I think it was like Broken Lizard. Okay, sorry, go ahead. So here's my issue, and this is maybe a me thing. And I don't mean to like brag about it. Just here's my issue across this. I've seen a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of movies a cornucopia of films. And to me, this movie felt like, you guys remember like the conservative memes that came out during like the Obama administration, like a bunch of conservative, like uh, just right wing. I follow a Twitter account, Obama era conservative memes. There you go. There was a litany of them. I mean, just so many of them. A lot of them weren't even that good or funny. In what vein? Like what? Oh, Pap, you know what I'm talking about? It's, Can you give an example? It, it's a great mirroring of these like insane forwards from grandma, but mm-hmm. also primitive memes. Like people not really understanding memes. So like the whole format of a meme, like their memes doesn't really make sense. But it's a lot of like bullshit, like Obama was born in Kenya and like that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? But like also primitive and Gotcha. Usually a little racist, to be honest. Yeah, usually this movie felt like a lot of Obama-era conservative memes rolled into a film. And maybe that's like why the comedy didn't land with me. Uh, it just felt like meme after meme and trying to roll that into a Shakespeare play. But that's just me. Here's the thing. Like I said, I'm being as... I want to be as generous as possible, especially given the liaison Noah, who oh, yeah. we love dearly. I don't think that Lloyd Kaufman's racist. And I was looking up like some interviews of him, and apparently he voted for the Green Party because he wasn't a big fan of Obama or, or sorry, of uh, Trump or Biden. So I don't even know if he's a conservative person, but I think that he just has. Like I said, maybe terminally online and way too pissed off about people on Twitter, which that's my biggest piece of advice for anyone. If you're getting pissed off about people on Twitter, don't go on Twitter. It's it's amazing. <laughs> You'd be surprised about how you don't actually have to have these people in your life. It's wonderful. Any other any final thoughts on Shakespeare's shitstorm? Anything we neglected to to talk about? Um was there like a shining type scene in this movie? Yeah, there was like an elevator scene I, at one point. <laughs> I think that was a miniature and I really enjoyed that. I feel like Mikey would have liked all the like there's so many gross out and sexual prosthetic gags throughout this. I feel like Mikey, who's kind of our practical effect lover, would have had some sort of love for all this gross out. There's 
how many different characters they just pan around and it's like this guy, that guy, some other extra, somebody else acting as a second person just so they can have like a penis grow out of, grow out of their neck and explode or something. <laughs> it's batshit. Huge penises. Josh, you have any final thoughts? You ready for yes or no? Um, let's do it. I'll go first. Noah, I want to say that I love you as a human being. To someone who listened to this podcast so much, we all literally thought they were a bot. To find out that you're a real person and for you to email us with a hey now, that meant the absolute world to us. This movie just really didn't make me laugh. And I think that's what a movie like this needs for me to give it a yes. So it's going to be a no. Um, I do think that there's a sense of artistry and craftsmanship and the political cheer force behind this movie is something that we don't see as explicitly stated in a lot of films today. It's, It's interesting to see something that's such like a work of Lloyd Kaufman. Right. And this is exactly what he feels about all these different topics, some of which I agree with, some of which I don't agree with. Um, my one regret for this is that I won't be able to see it in theaters because it's obviously not getting a wide release. Man, I would have loved to just be there and watch like f- four couples of old people walk out in disgust <laughs> in this movie because that's one of the great thrills in life whenever you're in a movie and an old couple walks out of disgust. But like I said, to me for a lot of kind of like edgy jokes I get that I get some complaints that like maybe you couldn't make this movie today but a lot of times that's like for a good reason and it would just be like one or two scenes that would need to be reworked slightly you know what I mean I think we talked about this Stevie on the heavyweights podcast you could make heavyweights today yes. everyone just shut the fuck up about that you're yeah. wrong you're wrong you're wrong you could make this movie today but um I didn't get a lot of laughs, but Noah, I'm so glad you're in the spoilers family. Thank you for being a loyal fan for all these years. Um, and I think Josh said this too. You're, there's a very specific kind of person who's going to fucking love this movie. And th- that might be some of our listeners. So if you're into independent B anti SJW movies, this is going to be right up your alley. Stevie, why don't you go next? Yeah, to kind of comment on heavyweights, though, I mean, anyone who says you couldn't make heavyweights, like you said, is just a jackass. Like, literally, heavyweights is honestly about accepting yourself for who you are and being okay with yourself and not succumbing to the standards that society places on someone else. It's a great movie. You just have to rework a few scenes, and it's great. Um, But to comment on this movie, um, yeah, the comedy didn't really work for me. Um... But I'll say this, uh, you're allowed to like whatever art you want to. Don't listen, don't let anybody tell you what you should and shouldn't like. And if you watch this movie and you think, man, that movie's great, good for you. Just didn't do it for me. Uh, I'm happy I watched it and I was given the opportunity to watch it. And uh, thank you, Noah FN, for uh, sticking with us and giving us this chance to watch this movie and kind of uh, review it. So thank you. We did get a screener of this, so I'm not sure on the exact details of where you can find this i think if you just search for trauma media you'll find trauma-now.com mm-hmm. um i think you'll be able to find this by the way josh 
Bring us home here. Yeah, it just makes me think a lot about heavyweights, if you think about it. Like, kind of the food party scene is kind of like mm. the mutant green goo orgy sex scene. Like, if you really think <laughs> about it. I disagree. No? Okay. Thanks. Listen, my heavyweights thing was relevant. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone was mentioning heavyweights. I wanted to get in there. What can I say? Um, I, To Noah... I never thought you were a bot. I always had faith in you. Um, <laughs> for this movie... Josh was a true believer. If you stayed till the very end, the very, very post-credits, it says, all's whale, the end's whale. And like I said, I do love whales quite a bit. <laughs> blue whales, my, if it was a blue whale, this movie would probably be yes. They're my favorite of the whales. But as it were, it's a soft no. I think... Pappy, you hit on something. It is just refreshing to see that a movie like this, yes, can get made. And, you know, Lloyd Kaufman's earned his stripes, I think, to be able to have something like this at this end of his career where he just airs grievance after grievance, right? And I, yeah. and I don't think there's like a laziness in the script. This thing is chalked full of jokes and gags at every turn. We could debate the tastefulness of all the gags at every nook and cranny if we wanted to, but that's for someone smarter than me, probably. So, um, Noah, I hope you had fun on the production. I hope you work on a lot more productions after this and keep filling us in on what you're working on. We'd love to check it out. Yeah, and I think Lloyd Kaufman is a smart guy. I mean, he graduated from Yale at the same time I think George Bush did via his wikipedia page i just saw that but you know i think he's a smart guy and i don't think he's a racist guy at all i think it's a very edgy comedy but this wouldn't be the edgy spoilers episode that it was without some whale trivia josh you've been talking a big game oh my about how much you love whales let's put that to the test the winner let's go of the trivia (laughs) will close out shakespeare shitstorm hashtag and throw us a spoiler man. The trivia question. Okay. How many liters can a blue whale <sighs> excrete of feces at one time? Angus is in one clearing moment, you know, bowel clearing moment. And so it's half of a two liter of pop. We're talking about 200 or how many? Ah, shit. I just said it out loud. Damn it. 200 liters? 200 Ooh, liters. Okay, backup that question. That is a lot so of how many poo, gallons dude. <laughs> okay, backup question. How many gallons is that? No, I was just Googling is, that. Uh, uh, it's 52 gallons. Okay, <laughs> backup, backup question. Jesus. This, this is a Shakespeare shitstorm episode. All right, I'm not going to touch that anymore. Sorry. many pounds... Does a blue well weigh? Josh, you go first. That's not up to you. You're the whale expert, bro. What kind of a whale is, or what is this? Adult male? Is this a calf? <laughs> or is this female? Puberty? Like what? All right, I settled on a source. Since you guys aren't cheating, it's DolphinSafari.com. Okay. For those of you at home, in tons, want to confirm. It, no, this is in pounds. Ton, tons. An adult. An adult can weigh up to blank pounds. 
I'm not going to give away the answer. They're both extraordinarily long and large, according to DolphinSafari.com. Joshua will have you go first as a whale expert. Yeah, and I will say the blue whale, as far as we know, is the biggest creature to have ever existed in the entire universe ever. So take that for mm-hmm. as it were. Um, I don't know the trivia off my head for how much one weighs. Um, is that why you gave us that fact about yeah, the biggest I still creature want to ever lived to maintain your I still your need to sound thread? smart within all this. Uh, okay. <laughs> gosh, I'm going to say they're like... I think this goes into the hundreds of thousands. Like, top of 10... Th- like, how about 140,000 pounds... <laughs> One hundred and forty thousand. How pounds, many Stevie? tons is that? Oh my gosh, seventy tons. What is ton? Two thousand. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 Seventy tons. Yeah. Okay, my wife is a whale fanatic. Toe to toe whale experts. More of an orca expert, but she does know. Mm. I mean. Yeah, she knows. I mean, she honestly should work about honestly studying orcas. She's brilliant with them. Uh, but from what I do know, she tells me about blue whales. I think a tongue of a blue whale weighs around 1,200 to 2,000 pounds, just a tongue. Maybe even more, if I remember. <laughs> I think she said you can swim, like a human can swim in their blood vessels. That's how big they are. Um... So, from what I remember correctly, you know I will the say play place h- at McDonald's. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. that's about the size of their heart. <laughs> <laughs> the whole play place, maybe the first <laughs> single story of it, uh, but still, the, like like the brain, unless you're right up next to them, really can't comprehend how big they really are. Uh, so I will say two hundred and seventy-five thousand pounds. Did you Alex. just double my answer? I did. Because <laughs> I want you to feel stupid when the right answer is revealed. As long as it's in the hundreds of thousands, I've, I'm going to feel okay about it. Okay. <laughs> According to dolphinsafari.com <gasps> slash how dash big slash is slash a slash blue slash whale. As this whale is the largest mammal on earth, its size reaches up to lengths of 110 feet long. Oh, yeah. 110? Just to translate... It's almost half the length of a football field and 20 feet longer than a professional NBA court. I don't know if that would have helped you, Josh, for all basketball guys here right, in right, Indiana. Right, right. I've already mentioned that it reaches far and is long and wide, but an adult blue whale can weigh up to 333,000 pounds. The biggest animal ever to live, as far as we know. Stevie, you're a whale expert. I I have another piece of trivia. I didn't. I mean, I guess it's the Lloyd Kaufman (laughs) episode, so I could say it. Go ahead. Yeah. I I don't know how true this is, but I used to joke because I read this trivia once that the average blue whale penis is ten feet, and if we're going with basketball measurements, that's actually the size of the height of the goal. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) If you need a visual, just letting you know. And for those rolling your eyes at home, yes, I know I'm wrong. Just looked it up. 
A whale's tongue alone can weigh up to 5,400 pounds. Oh my gosh. Their heart is the size of a Volkswagen Beetle. <laughs> and they poop 200 liters at a time. They give birth to the largest babies on Earth. That would make sense. But Stevie, you're the winner of whale trivia. Take us home here, bud. Um, yeah, uh, for those who are interested, yes, I will probably be picking a movie about an orca at some point. I find it to be fascinating. Um, hopefully my wife would be on that episode, but I really, what I really want to say is thank you for listening to this episode. Thank you for Noah FN for giving us the opportunity to watch and review this. Thank you for being a loyal listener and we appreciate it. And that was spoilers. Special thank you to our patrons, Matt Troll. <laughs> Brother Brian. And so begins our tale of madness and vengeance. Druid King. Hello, I'm William Shakespeare. Nick. To thine own self be true. The Meg. You are amazing and we love you. We do. David. We are such stuff as dreams are made of. And our little life is rounded with a sleep. Nurse Stacy. Charmerville. Brother Ellis. Those scat-covered snowflakes are caught in the shitstorm! If you'd like to request an episode, hear your name read by Spoiler Man, or even just help us make podcasts, please check us out on patreon.com slash spoilerspodcast. That was spoilers.